Hello there. Welcome to the SPS podcast. In this episode, we're going to be discussing 10 golden rules that I've collected over the many years of my personal development and self-performance journey and how these rules are actually part of my one-on-one coaching programs. So I'm excited to talk about these rules and how they've affected my life and then talk about how I use them with my clients. This should be a fun one. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Self-Performance Strategies Podcast. My name is Steven and I am your host. The SPS Pod is all about breaking down the complex world of performance and making it easier for you to build momentum in your life. Essentially, I'm here to help you do less dumb shit. The SPS Pod is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator Program, a program specifically designed to help business owners and solopreneurs get rid of mental fatigue, save at least 10 hours a week, and also build a lot of momentum towards the key pillars and the goals that matter most to them. If that sounds like something you're interested in, check out the show notes and follow the links for the Pro Accelerator. But now, it's time to get into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in episode 54. Yes, episode 54. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. We're coming up on the one year anniversary of the SPS pod. That is in July of this year. I'm recording this in early June. So I might have to go and get a special guest for the one year anniversary. May Or maybe I'll just talk about some ideas that I have for my life and my business and, and anything else that pops into my mind. It is my podcast after all, but who, who knows? We'll, have, we'll, we'll celebrate in July. We'll celebrate in July. But let's get into this episode. Let's slide into the 10 golden rules that I've used in my life to do less, but create a lot more results. As I said in the intro, these are rules I've compiled over the last sort of 10 years or so in my own personal development journey. And, and then I've kind of moved and, and, and rotated them into my business life, but also made them cornerstones in some of the elements that I teach my clients to help them do less but get more results. But before we jump into it, let's share a quote. We always share a quote at the start of each episode, so let's do that. And this one comes from Robert Heelan, or Heelan. I've probably said that wrong, but you can check the show notes for the spelling. (laughs) And he said, progress isn't made by early risers. It's made by lazy men trying to find easier ways to do something. This has got to be in my top 10, top 20 quotes of all time. Anytime a quote is out there in the world saying anything positive about being lazy, I'm going to put it in high regard because I was lazy. 100% I spent most of my life being lazy. It's because I didn't want to do do the work or do a lot of work. But now as I grew and as I developed as a leader, as somebody who runs a business, I've realized that being lazy can actually be a benefit because you want to do things once and get maximum results. So you look for ways to use leverage, you could say, or you look for ways to do things just once. Like you just want to have one meeting. So you want to make sure that everything is ticked off in that meeting rather than having three or four meetings about the same subject. So with that said, 
I really like that quote and it sets up these rules quite nicely because these rules are about saving time. They really are purely about saving time and making life easier. And, and none of the rules is doing less dumb shit. That might make one or two of you laugh if you've been with me for my other episodes because I do talk about that quite a lot. But not one of the rules is do less dumb shit. But a lot of the rules are around removing a lot of dumb things from your life so you can be more effective. Let's jump in to rule one. And, and rule one is pretty straightforward. I develop systems, rituals, systems, habits, routines, whatever you want to call them. All successful people have systems. These rules help you structure your days. They help me structure my days, making me focus on the high value and high dollar activities in my life. Now in my business now, it's high dollar activities. Before, maybe 10 years ago, when I was first starting out, it was high value activities. It was working out, it was meditating, it was drinking water, it was not doing the dumb stuff, doing the dumb shit, eating crap food, going out partying. It was removing that from my life, but it was having systems to help me do that. Like having a morning routine, having an evening routine. It's if it's important to you, and this is the key point here, if it's important to you, you need to create a system around it to help you get it done, to make it frictionless. So for me, writing content, I have a system around that. I have uh, days and times I like to do it. I have ideas. I have obviously a notion doc where I have all my uh, sort of pillars that I talk about. I have a process that I would write a thread or I have a process about how I would write tweets. And that's the same for working out, it's the same for meditating, it's the same for you know, growing a business, or it's the same for and if everything that you do in your life. There's, there's a template or a system to it. And you need to develop those if you wanna be successful because they save you time. Because if you're just stepping up and deciding, oh, I'm gonna go and do X, Y, and Z, but you haven't first worked out some type of roadmap or template, you're going to procrastinate and it's gonna make it more difficult. And this is why within my coaching programs, I have a lot of these mini systems. I have a lot of these little exercises from fear setting to open loops to energy vampires to the gap and the gain. All of these little systems and exercises help people build a quick roadmap so they're able to take action. And avoid those exercises, I'd be lost and my clients would be lost. So the first thing I did and it's number one for a reason, because it really is the first thing that I did when I was turning my life around 10, 15 years ago now, when I was in my early 30s, was developing systems. It was those basic habits and routines. Rule number two, I devote time to meditation. Pretty straightforward. I recommend all my clients do this. I recommend all my clients create space within some part of their day. Now, does that mean sitting in the lotus position for an hour in, in Nirvana blissfully? If, that, if that's you, you do that. But that's not what everybody can do. But it's creating space in the day. If Even if it's 10 minutes of just sitting on the sofa with your eyes open breathing with a drink, you should do that. You want to create space in your day. Many successful people see meditation as a key part of their day. They go on walking meditation. Uh, the workout is a meditation. Reading can be a, a form of meditation. Journaling can be a form of meditation. Why do we do it? Why do people do it? Why do all successful people do it? Why is it one of those like almost platitudes when it comes to self-performance? Well, it, because it quite simply improves your focus and thinking. It, it, it actually, it makes life better because you're allowing yourself to actually think through things. This rule for me, rule number two, has helped me observe what's happening around me. It's helped me 
sort of understand my reality at a deeper level. It helps me clear my mind and it helps me focus on the right thoughts. For me, it's an essential habit. It's one of the biggest habits that has changed my life. Uh, you know, having systems for my day and meditation and journaling are probably the three big things in my life. And I would slowly start to add walks in there, long walks in there, because if I had that in there, which I probably should do, but when I think about it, when I'm saying it out loud, those four things have changed my life. Long walks, meditation, journaling, and having good systems around key things in my life have just made my life 10 times easier. I've 10x. <laughs> I've 10x. And those types of systems and processes like meditating, journaling, walking, those are things that I highly recommend all of my clients to do. Why? Because they're excellent for you. So they work for me, they work for everybody else, they're going to work for you if you're listening to this. Rule number three, I do less. Now, this isn't about being lazy. This is about being selective with what you do and you choose to do. Having three key pillars in your life, having three key pillars maybe for your business or, or three key projects for your business underneath your pillars and sticking with those. And if anything else comes along that is outside of those projects or pillars, you say no to it. It's about being selective. This rule helps me do the right amount of tasks at the right time, helping me succeed. There is a intrusive thought or a bad line of thinking out there that you have to be doing a hundred things for 12 hours a day if you want to be successful as a business owner or if you want to be successful as a business leader or, or in any walk in life and then you beat yourself up mentally when you don't get those 100 things done you know you know those massive long to-do lists that people have and i think they're complete dumb shit because you just beat yourself up mentally because you have 100 things in your on your to-do list but you only get like two things done and you're like oh i've got so much to do so you beat yourself up it's absolute bullshit so Rule number three is I do less each day. I have three things for each day and I get them all done. I might have 20 or 30 things in my journal that I wanna actually get done, but they're off to the side. They're not today. I'm focusing today on these three things. And if I get those three, thi three things done early, if I can speak properly, I might do a fourth thing, possibly a fifth thing, but the bare minimum is the three things so I do less. And then if I pull out to the macro with my pillars, if I think about my business, I have three key areas in my business that I'm currently focusing on. And they're all overlapping. They're all pretty tight. I have my core coaching offer. I have my content on social media and my writing, my newsletter. And I would even put this podcast in there as well. And then the, the third pillar is building programs and adding a community to my little world. Now, Someone might argue that's all one big project because it's to do with my business. And I would say yes, but it's three mini pillars within the pillar of my business because each of them need a slightly different piece of work. And this is what I actually get a lot of my clients to think about within their business is to really solidify those two to three or two to four key pillars within their business, not just their life, that they focus on. And then if they have the power, they do drop delegate work. So they do the work that they have to do around their key pillars. They drop anything that's dumb shit. And then they delegate a lot of low value work, allowing them to actually do less so they can focus on what really matters. And that's where this rule three really comes in to power. Now, rule four is a fantastic rule. It's a short rule. I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But it's simply do one thing at a time. This rule is a simple 
focus rule. When you're doing something, focus only on it. This rule helps me remember to focus on one task until done. One until done. Just remember that, that, that little brain tattoo. One until done. Three simple words that can change your life. One until done. As the Zen proverb says, when walking, walk, when eating, eat. That simple idea could change your life. It could save you hours. It could save you a, a whole whack of mental fatigue. And I preach this with my clients. I, I preach this with everybody. If you're going to work on something, know your key pillars, know your big rocks for your week, know your big rocks for your day, and then for 90 minutes or an hour, focus on one thing until it's done. It's fairly simple when you break it down to that level. Remove distractions and focus on one thing until done. And that's rule four. Rule five is I do things with intention. This was a big shift for me. Maybe a few years into my, my, my progress, maybe even five, it wasn't something I just like started with, oh, I'm gonna start doing things with intention. Just like, oh, I woke up one day with intention. It was something that I learned, the, the art of moving slowly, the art of moving towards things that matter. And it, it's almost like, a, a you're going back to the Zen proverb before, it almost is a Zen kind of technique. It's like, don't rush, keep things simple and take your time. You know, this rule helps me make my actions deliberate. Uh, I no longer feel rushed or make random choices because I have that intention. I have my pillars, I have my big rocks, I have my systems in place, I have my meditation in place, and that allows me to do more things in intention. So you can see the rules are almost building on top of each other. I, I didn't start with intention years ago. I started with, with habits and systems of meditation. And then once I'd got those embedded in my life, all of a sudden it made me more aware that having intention was a powerful tool. Now, am I a Jedi Knight at this? No, no, I, I, I'm still very much a bull in a china shop. But as they say, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And it is a golden rule. Rule number five is a golden rule rule do things with intention it very useful number six i finish what i start now there's a counter argument to this one that you got some cost fallacy and you shouldn't be doing the project anymore and we can discuss that quickly but but this is about small projects this is about a lot of open loops too often you get close to finishing you get close to completing a project or shipping something and then procrastination kicks in or fear kicks in. You're not too sure about it. Then distraction puts new shiny ideas in front of you. And this creates a problem because it rewires your brain to focus on new and different. And if you don't finish, you'll have a whole bunch of open loops, a whole bunch of projects on the shelf. And then your brain will be desiring shiny new objects anytime things get difficult. Anytime you feel that pressure where you're like, oh, I need to get this done. Oh, maybe it's time to go and do something new. And that's bad for your brain. As I said, it's rewiring your brain to focus on new and different. So this rule helps me ignore shiny distractions, the shiny, shiny object syndrome and get shit done. Now, if the project is some cost, if the project is I'm sinking lots of money into it and it's not working or I have a relationship with someone and I don't feel like it's a fair relationship and um, whatever that is, you, um, pick an example in your own life where you maybe feel like you're paying too much money to somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody or you're in a project with a bunch of people and it's not going well or you've been 
thinking, a lot of time into suffering, and you just realize it's not going to get you the results that you want. Maybe that maybe that isn't the time to finish that project and, and see it through, because that that's a slightly different angle. But again, pulling you back to this rule six. This is for your 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 weekly and monthly little mini sprints. The, the, content you want to put out, the conversations that you need to have, the little mini projects in your business that you need to do. You need to finish what you start. You need to, you need to ship these things. And, and this is a golden rule. This, this rule is really, really important. I, I had a major problem with that, especially back in school and university. It's very, very good at starting something. Very, very good at coming up with ideas. I'm still very good at coming up with ideas. I'm not very good at, at finishing things, especially things that I don't have the full skill set around, so I might hire someone, but I still would get that project finished now. But it's it's something that I'm heavily aware of because I have this uh, sort of awareness, heavily aware because I have this awareness. How many times can I say awareness? But you know what I'm trying to say, that I, I have this sort of almost like it, it's a blind spot of mine that I'm very good at starting and not very good at completing. So I'd like to finish what I start as, as much as I can, but also side note, asterisk off the side, sunk cost fallacy, be aware of it. Don't keep throwing money at something or hours at something when logically it's it, you should stop. Let's move on to rule number seven. I create space between tasks. Now this was huge for me when working in corporate and it's, it, it's still good for me within the entrepreneurial solopreneur world that I live in now but I've been very good at it in corporate that I haven't let it really uh, take over in my solopreneur world I'm, I'm very good at giving myself space I, I, I'm i very good at having my calendar with a bit of gap between things so don't schedule things so close together this is something I, I usually push back on so much in corporate giving five or ten minutes between meetings giving yourself time to unwind giving yourself a chance to go to the toilet grab some water you know, relax and then, then set your intention for the next thing coming up and use your time well. This rule helps me reflect on what's going on. It helps me focus on, on what I'm doing and why. Uh, and I believe frustration is waiting in the ring, in the wings if you don't create space daily. Frustration is waiting in the wings if you don't create space daily. I said that twice because I think it's quite powerful. I always like to have a bunch of micro habits in there and I call them renewal zones and it's an exercise that I actually get all my clients to do pretty early on when working with me. I make them go out and design a five minute renewal zone, a 10 minute renewal zone, a 30 minute renewal zone and an hour long renewal zone. And what they do is they list a bunch of activities they can do in each of those time frames that renew their energy. It could be drinking water for five minutes. It could be going for a walk around the block for 10 minutes. It could be taking the dog out for a walk for 30 minutes. The hour one could be meditating for 30 minutes, then reading for 30 minutes. It could even be taking a nap for 20 minutes and then going for a walk around their neighborhood for 20 minutes. Whatever that is, I get them to design these renewal zones because the goal is, is when you finish one meeting and you have 20 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour before your next one, and you've got the ability to go and take a 10 or 20 minute break, you need to go and do something that recharges you. That's why you create space in between things. Going on your phone and scrolling through Twitter or going on TikTok or Instagram or, or going to the news or whatever you do that's dumb shit on YouTube or whatever, going on Netflix, that doesn't actually renew you. 
That doesn't allow you to use the space in between things well. It actually drains your energy. So during those peak hours, those four to six or maybe even eight hours of your workday, but definitely between those four and six hours of peak cognitive abilities that God gives us each day, we want to make sure that in between things, we're doing renewal zones. We're taking deep breaths. We're doing meditation. We're going for short walks. We're doing things that are positive for us. And that's a big lever that, that I that I use with my clients because when they get used to doing this it, it changes your days it changes your energy and i've said this before another podcast and I said it quite a lot on twitter energy management is far superior than time management for me it it it, it stacks energy management first task and goal management second then time management if you're good at the first two you'll never need time management and I can do a full podcast about that at some other point. If you if you if you want me to do a full podcast on that, you can send me a DM at Steve Timoney on Twitter. It's at S T E V E T I M O N E Y. And let me know whether you'd be interested in me breaking that down. Energy management, task management, time management. Let's move on to rule eight. I designate time. And there's two thoughts here. I create specific days and times for tasks, meaning they get done often. And also, your brain works differently at different times of the day, according to your circadian and ultradian rhythms. You do more when you do the right activities at the right time of the day. This rule helps me get more shit done daily. So let's go back to the first rule. For instance, I would typically record my podcast on a Thursday. I send my newsletter out on a Wednesday. So I write my newsletter on a Tuesday. Actually, no, I just got that completely wrong. I send my newsletter out on a Thursday morning. So I write it on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. And then I have a bit of space on a Thursday. So I do my podcast on Thursday. So I have days each week where I'm doing something. Like Tuesday, I'm getting my newsletter ready, doing all type of content, usually having a lot of meetings because Tuesday is usually a heavy meeting day for me. Wednesdays, I'm finishing off my newsletter. I'm getting out... Uh, loaded up uh, in the computer systems that I use. So it will go out. And then on Thursday, I actually don't have the ability for any of my clients or sales calls to be booked. Thursday's a, a clear day for me because I have Thursday down as a thinking day, uh, a content day, and also a day where I probably read and, and do some courses. So that's what I do on a Thursday and that allows me to have specific days. So because I have the specific days, I know my newsletter is always going to go out on a Thursday morning. I know I'm always going to get a podcast on at least one a week. And that allows me to flow through the week. Now, I have different things for different days as well. But my weeks look very, very similar because I have these designated times and days where things chug along and they and, and they keep happening for me each week. And, and it's, it's important. Like Sundays, Sunday mornings, big for me. I've talked about this on Twitter, maybe even talked about it on the podcast before. But that's when I do my reviews. The second point here is your brain works differently at different times of the day, 100%. If you're an early riser, you do complex work first thing in the morning. If you're an early riser, you shouldn't be doing complex math, spreadsheet work, difficult equations at nighttime. You want to be doing that in the morning. If you're an early riser, you're also going to be more creative at nighttime. I like compiling ideas in the evening. I like getting shit done in the morning. Now, if you're a late riser, if you're an owl, it's the other way around. You do your complex work in the evening and you do your compiling in the morning. You're pulling together your ideas. And that's really how I split my days up. My days go from getting shit done to talking to people in meetings to compiling ideas or learning. 
So that that's the way I look at my days. And it, it, it flows like that. And I usually have exercise in, in between that. I usually go for a walk or work out, run about two to four each day. So my days flow like that from getting shit done in the morning to having conversations with people sort of afternoon to compiling ideas and being creative in the evening. It just works really well for me. And that was rule eight, designating times for things. Rule nine, work with others, hire a coach, a mentor others, uh, network with people. All successful people spend part of their day working with other people, networking and, and being around uh, other people in communities. This rule helps remind me that working with others keeps you focused and motivated. Uh, peer accountability is a win-win situation. Everybody wins from it. But if you want to go far, you need to go with other people. You can go fast when you're alone, but you go far when you work with other people. And, and rule nine is really key for me to find the right network, to find the right communities, and then to spend a bit of time each day being involved in those communities and, and finding uh, other people in similar situations. And, I, and I've met some really fantastic people. And, and you've heard some of those fantastic people who have met on, on the podcast and I've brought them on. So it's been it's been fantastic to connect with people like that as well. But working with others is really key. Whether you're a coach, whether you're the coachee, whether you're the mentor or whether you're being mentored, having that network is essential. And then the final rule, a big rule, a rule that really helps me get over disappointment very quickly. I, I have frustrating days quite a lot in my business. I'm always throwing ideas out there. I'm hoping things to, for things to be better than they are. Uh, but sometimes it doesn't work out. Other days it does work out and I get big wins and I have fantastic results. But at all times, I make gratitude part of my day. You can't be grateful and frustrated at the same time. Try it. It's, it's impossible. It's absolutely impossible. This rule reminds me that when you're in a state of gratitude, you will find it easier to focus on the important activities in your life and your business. And I think it's the best rule to finish off this podcast episode, the 54th episode of the SPS podcast, because I'm grateful for you for listening to this. I'm grateful that I started this podcast about a year ago. I'm, I'm grateful that I've continued doing it on the 54th episode. I'm grateful I get an opportunity to do this as my job each day to have a community of 70 odd thousand people following me on Twitter, to have a podcast that's growing slowly, slowly, but it's growing. Maybe I should do more episodes. Uh, but yeah, it's it, gratitude really does help. I've had some difficult times over the last six months or a year. I've had some weeks and days where things have really punched me in the gut. But if I take a look at my goals, I take a look at my pillars, I take a look at my systems, and I look at how far I've come, and I look at my wins, I can only feel gratitude and it's fantastic to have that as part of your day, to be able to be grateful that I'm healthy, that I'm alive, that I'm here, that I'm speaking to people, that I'm enjoying life, and I'm getting to do what I'd want to be doing if I was stuck in a corporate job like I was two and a half years ago. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I appreciate you. That was the 54th episode of the SPS podcast. Let me know what you think of it. Hit me up on my DMs on Twitter at Steve Timoney. It's at S-T-E-V-E-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y. Or you can slide on over to LinkedIn. Say hi to me there at, at Stephen Timoney. That's at S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y. 
And on top of that, you can go over to my main website, which is at stephentimony.com, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y.com. And you can check out all my other episodes of the SPS podcast. You can check out all my newsletter episodes. And of course, you can check out my one-on-one coaching program, The Pro Accelerator. Thank you very much for listening. And we will speak to you in the next episode. Make it a good one.